the Arizona Cardinals loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in week five was the best game the Arizona Cardinals have played this season. And that's something that needs to be acknowledged and appreciated as a platform for the rest of the 2022 season. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Tuesday edition live Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, you know, after what we watched on Sunday with Matt Amendola missing the game tying field goal at the end of the game, Kyler Murray not knowing it was a first down, nobody or not knowing it was a third down, nobody knowing it was a third down. Uh, Kyler Murray said after the game that Cliff Kingsbury and others were screaming into his ear, spike it, spike it, spike it. The Jumbotron said first down in State Farm Stadium. After taking a day to kind of like assess what happened, you know, this stuff happens in the NFL. Okay. Could it have been handled better? Yeah. I mean, but how many teams would know that it was short? Absolutely. If they had a timeout, which they they wouldn't have been able to use because, you know, they used it to get to the point that they were at. Some things like this just happen. I don't think it was a boneheaded move after watching. Like, it was a mental error on behalf of every single person in the Arizona Cardinals organization, you know? But, I, but, I mean, if that happens a hundred times, how many times with no timeouts would quarterbacks not do what Kyler Murray did? I mean, 20% of the time? 10% of the time? So I say this because that's what happens in the NFL, okay? It was a missed kick. It's a 43-yarder, and you move on. The Cardinals won a game when Greg Joseph last year missed, what, a 37-yard or something like that in Minnesota? It happens. Missed field goals, made field goals, one-score games are what separates Super Bowl contenders from teams that don't make the playoffs. And I teased today by saying this was the best game the Arizona Cardinals played so far in 2022, and I believe that. They, they, started, they, you know, they started slow, which is par for the course for the rest of the season, so... You remove that, the other three quarters, the Cardinals played well. They didn't score a lot of points, but the defense didn't give up a lot of points. And you know what? They made the Eagles look, you know, human. They made the Eagles look not like an undefeated team. And that's really all you can ask for. They played a good, solid football game on Sunday, even though they started slow. So you start slow. Imagine if they put together 60 minutes of football. There's an argument that they could be undefeated. Because when they play well, after they wake up from their snooze fest in the first quarter, they're a good football team. Now, the offense and the defense struggle in their respective times like any entity in sports. 
But in retrospect, that was a solid football game played by the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. They didn't play well against Carolina for a lot of that game. And then, you know, they had their spurts. It's what they do. They had their they had their peaks offensively, turned over Baker Mayfield, and they and they got a W. But from second one to the last second of the game, the Cardinals played their most solid game of, of the season so far on Sunday, even though they lost. Kickers miss field goals. Kicker, kickers make field goals. And when Justin Pugh came to his defense, you know, in the locker room after the game, I mean, it's true. You know, it's it's not Matt Amendola's fault. In, like, absolutely. It's not. It was just a tough way to lose a game. And the Cardinals put themselves in a situation to tie the game to go into overtime, which is something that we haven't really seen from this team. Period. A long, sustained drive to come down and put up points to tie game to go into overtime. We saw it against the Raiders, but that was so far out of the realm of normalcy, so far out of the realm of what normally happens in football, where a team who looks so bad can come all the way back and, and tie a game and then win it with a scoop and score in overtime. Like, that was an anomaly. That was an anomaly as much as week one against Kansas City was an anomaly, where the Cardinals aren't as bad as they look to be on both sides of the ball. Nobody played in the preseason. Week two, anomaly in a completely different situation. What we saw this past Sunday was a team that it doesn't have it all figured out yet. They're treading water, trying to figure things out. There are peaks, both offensively and defensively, that, that the team has that add some sort of positivity moving forward. They're one game out in the NFC West. The NFC as a whole is just a muck box. Like, it's just like, who knows? Who knows who's going to come out of the NFC? Like, give me one team, even Philly. Do you trust that Philly can sustain this and they can win 13 games? I mean, the Cowboys are four and one. The Giants are four and one. Like the Cardinals being two and three, they're like one loss in the loss column out of of having that top three pick. And they're one win out of picking like 20th through five weeks. So it's like, we don't really know what the NFC as a whole is. But I'll tell you what, teams that have four wins like the Cowboys, and the Giants, that's good for everybody else because you know they're going to regress back to the meet. The Cardinals, it's kind of like an incomplete through five weeks. They haven't played a complete game of football yet. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. They haven't scored in the first quarter. The defense has shown a lot more than maybe what we thought going into the season, at least more than what I thought. And the offense is struggling. There are peaks offensively. There are deep, deep cavernous valleys that are really can't really understand why it's happening. DeAndre Hopkins comes back in two, comes back in two weeks. Fantastic. Things should get better. But the offense showed sparks. The defense showed sparks. And I'm going to take the whole next segment to relive what I talked about in the post-game podcast where some players have really emerged as guys that are guys that are going to be Arizona Cardinals. And I say this from time to time. The Arizona Cardinals don't have a lot of Arizona Cardinals on their roster. And it's not even about how long players have played with the Cardinals. It's Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Marcus Golden, DJ Humphreys. I guess you say Kelvin Beecham at this point. Kyler Murray. But Justin Pugh. 
like less than half of the starters for the Cardinals are Arizona Cardinals and will be Arizona Cardinals. We don't know about Marco Wilson yet. Byron Murphy's probably, you know, solidified himself as an Arizona Cardinal. who's going to get a contract extension. Zach Allen. But the more Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals have, the better for the stability for the future. And a couple guys really have stood up over the first five weeks and they deserve their flowers. And I'm going to give you who I think are the standout guys, the guys that have made this tick. And we'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Fall is chaos in your pants. You awake? You're overheating one second and freezing the next. To be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. It's time for Tommy John underwear. All right? With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Tommy John's breathable, lightweight fabric has four times the stretch of competing brands. They come with a no-wedgie guarantee, super important, thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they feature a horizontal quick-draw fly. Super cool. Super key. Plus, everything's backed with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Go to TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn right now for 20% off your first order. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. See site for details. The Cardinals played their most solid game of the season on Sunday in the loss to Philadelphia. There were so many things that we've been waiting to see or waiting to believe, waiting to trust specific entities and their performance to date. And we saw a lot of them. We saw a lot of them. Hollywood Brown, consistent as gravity. It worked. It worked. The trade worked. I still think Trading a first-round pick for a one-year guy who's going to want $20 million at the end of the season and will warrant it after his performance if it continues like it has to five weeks, troubling. But trading for Hollywood Brown was the right decision. Giving up a first-round pick, maybe not the right decision, but it was how you got him here. Okay, I can stomach that. There's going to be difficult conversations to have after this season with DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. Are you going to be paying $50 million to two wide receivers combined? when it could be allocated elsewhere, it's going to be uncomfortable. But Hollywood Brown, real deal. And that's a very, very good thing for the Cardinals. Byron Murphy is a cornerback one. What has happened? His emergence from his rookie year when Patrick Peterson cheated, so he wasn't given the veteran leadership through the first six weeks that he needed. He was the worst. I think he gave up the most touchdowns his rookie year of any corner with qualifying numbers. Can he play outside? Should the Cardinals sign a corner? Should the Cardinals draft a corner? What's going on here? And then he slowly starts to emerge. He's becoming and has become through five weeks of CB1. And the difference between this year and last year, because lest we forget, last year he started hot as well. The pass rush was so strong last year. And it's not as much this year. The, the sack numbers are down, but that doesn't mean that the, that the uh, efficiency isn't there. It's just not as potent as it was last year with Chandler Jones leading the charge in week one with five and a half sacks, including two strip sacks. It makes Byron Murphy's job easier and made it easier last year. This year, he's pretty much doing it on his own because even though the pass rush has gotten better, he's had to defend wide receiver ones, man. I mean, he locked down Devontae Adams. Like, he's become a 
a CB1 for the Cardinals, and he deserves the contract that will be coming to him at the end of the season. Zach Allen, another. Take all the flowers. Zach Allen's become a J.J. Watt light. And I'm not comparing it. Come on. But you can tell when there's like, when there's video footage of them two sitting next to each other looking at the tablet, them, you know, dapping up after Zach Allen makes a tackle, he's found his protege. And they don't play exactly the same. Zach Allen will never be who J.J. Watt was, most likely. But he's found his protege. And Zach Allen is emerging as a guy that is going to be an Arizona Cardinal, like I talked about last segment. He's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. He's going to get a contract extension. And that is good for the Cardinals. And hopefully, because he was a third-round pick, like, and he hasn't played that well, he hasn't been healthy for the first couple years, that this year maybe it won't be as much cheese as as maybe he deserves on the open market. Hopefully he loves the Arizona Cardinals culture and he'll want to stay here. Zayvon Collins. It doesn't have to be flashy. It has to be effective. It doesn't have to be flashy. It has to be trusted. And Zayvon Collins is now a trustworthy member of the Arizona Cardinals defense. He is. It's been five weeks. I stand by what I said, that he looked completely lost in the preseason. He didn't deserve the playing time last year because he wasn't ready, plus he was injured. He looks like an NFL player this year. And that's a step. That's a step in the right direction. That's a step in solidifying another pillar for the future of the Arizona Cardinals defense. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy, Zayvon Collins, Zach Allen. Maybe Marco Wilson, we'll see. But... This is how you build a defense. And I will be the first person to say that I'm wrong if this defense really emerges and everybody is really as good as Steve Kimes seems to think they are because he didn't add any sort of help on the defense this offseason. If this defense continues to hold its weight and become trustworthy, and instead of it becoming a flash in the pan, it becomes a trend, it becomes right down in pen instead of in, in pencil. This Arizona Cardinals team is going to be good for a long time. And with all of this inexpensive contract stuff on defense, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy until the end of the year, Zach Allen until the end of the year, Jalen Thompson signed a very team-friendly deal, Buda Baker now looks like a steal with the contract he got a couple years ago, Marco Wilson still on his rookie-scale contract, who knows what they're going to do you know, through free agency, but it is a very inexpensive defense for the Cardinals. Then if you want to load up, you want to restructure and extend DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the season, you want to pay Hollywood Brown, fine. Kyler Murray got paid. DJ Humphreys got paid. If that's how you want to do it, Steve Kyman, just lopside the hell out of it and have only the offensive players really making the cheese, fine. Byron Murphy's going to get paid like a CB1. He's not going to get paid 1% or money, but he's going to get paid like a CB1 if he continues his output. And it's, it's well-deserved. I compare him to Christian Kirk, their journeys. Christian Kirk didn't live up to his second-round moniker in this system. And yes, the Cardinals would not have paid him as how much Jacksonville did. So if it was about the money he left, if he wanted to stay here, I don't think that he fit this system. He just didn't. He never realized his potential. He was fringe 1,000-yard receiver. Do the math. 1,000 divided by 16 Six three, it's like sixty three yards a game. It's not like world beater. Like that's one of the more overblown things, in my opinion. 
a thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard rushers, especially now that it's 17 games. But Byron Murphy, if he continues to play like this, or even at like 80% or 90% of this, he will get a contract extension at the end of the season. So what we've seen so far this season and what we've seen in week five specifically is guys really emerging and it's not becoming, you know, an outlier or an exception to the rule. It's becoming the rule. It becomes the trend. It's becoming week in and week out to use a cliche that I hate. This is the performance that you're going to expect from these guys on the defensive side of the ball, especially. And that is fantastic to see. And that is something that cannot be overlooked from what we saw, even though the Cardinals lost on Sunday. That is not something that need that can be overlooked because this is not just for this week or next week. This is for the next decade, the next seven, eight, eight years, nine years. If Steve Kime somehow figures out a way to let these guys play, like, you know, Zayvon Collins, if it works out, cool. I will remove my Steve Kime made a bad draft choice there when they had glaring needs elsewhere. Like, this is all a fluid thing. If this continues, it's going to be very good for the Cardinals this season and for the future. But putting a button on how the Cardinals lost on Sunday and their performance as a whole, I think you just give it a pass. It happens in the NFL. It wasn't an egregious mistake. It was a mistake. Everybody was at fault. It was a mistake. It was last second thing. And they had a field goal, a 43-yard field goal to tie the game. The drive worked. Okay? The drive worked. So just because the field goal was missed doesn't mean it was an absolute abject failure. And that's what needs to be understood. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, injuries abound. What does it mean? All the running backs got hurt. What does it mean? I'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. First, betonline.net is your number one source for for, uh, football betting this season. Find all the latest player development, team matchups, news, podcasts, whatever you need. BetOnline's got you covered. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball playoffs. I love Major League Baseball playoffs because they're morning through night. It's like March Madness. MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, I love talking about local sponsors. I do. And these guys are no different. MySolarNerd.com. If you live in a sunny state like Arizona, it's very likely that you have had a few people stop by offering free solar. And the truth is that may just be companies, they're not local. And because they're using misleading tactics and end up overcharging homeowners, if you've considered solar but something felt off, then you're going to like today's sponsor. My Solar Nerd's mission is simple. Help you get the best solar system to fit your needs. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that educated an educated customer is a happy customer. Their no-pressure approach will make sure all your questions get answered. And they firmly believe that if you live in Arizona, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put their industry knowledge to work for you by choosing the best equipment warranties and Better Business Bureau accredited installers. Our listeners will get a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation. This this promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners, so keep that in mind. Visit MySolarNerd.com. It's like locked on in their their How Did You Hear About Us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. 
Start your research process by visiting mysolarnerd.com today and show Locked On some love by letting them know we sent you. Folks, going solar doesn't need to be complicated. Mysolarnerd.com makes it easy. Cardinals lose on Sunday to drop to two and three. One game out of the NFC West. And it's pretty obvious at this point that San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the division. That defense is really good. They're dealing with their own injuries. Seattle surprised people. The Rams have surprised people in a different way. The Cardinals are smack dab in the middle, man. Like, it's not an ideal situation, but I'll tell you what. You're going to le- learn a lot more about this team when they're starting two and three than if they started seven and seven and zero and ten and two and then fell off a cliff like they did last year and in 2020. Like this is how metal is built. This is how resolve is built. This is how you learn how to lose and win close games. These are things that the Cardinals need to go through if they want to reach the mountaintop. And it's fine. Like, there was so much uncertainty going into this offseason, through the offseason, and now into the 2022 season. There's so many question marks about this roster. And what we're starting to see emerge is young stars are emerging, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like Hollywood Brown was a guy already. You knew that, okay? And he's fit in perfectly, and everything's worked, and it's great. And when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, it should work even more great, even greater. Um, I will make up words on this podcast. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to say whatever I want. When DeAndre Hopkins comes back, Hollywood Brown hopefully will pop even more because DeAndre Hopkins is the metronome of this offense from the wide receiver position. And I do want to give one more honorable mention from last segment. Rondell Moore, like, I get giddy inside when I see Rondell Moore in space. A couple atrocious play calls that resulted in lost yardage and were drive killers twice, twice. And then something magical happened. They realized that beyond the line of scrimmage wasn't lava for Rondell Moore. And they realized that he's fast. He's probably the fastest player on the team. And they realized that if you use a fast player in space and allow him to go beyond the line of scrimmage, the good things will happen. And there were a couple throws and catches and just blast-offs by Rondell Moore. It's like, oh, sweet mother. If they figure out how to use him and don't, you know, like if if it starts now where it's like unlocked, you know, it's like a Disney movie where, you know, a player isn't used properly because he wears goggles and, you know, he wears silly shoes or something like that. And then it's like, okay, you're in. Let's go do this. And he becomes the best player on the team. Like Rondell Moore is not going to be the best receiver on the team, but Rondell Moore, if that element is implemented properly, this offense shows it has no bounds, has no ceiling. They don't have to run the ball if Rondell Moore's there. Because then Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, week seven, Rondell Moore. What are we doing here? Kyler Murray, like, then you can implement the dipsy doodle dandies that that Cliff Kingsbury's trying to implement now. That's the differentiation between knowing how to use a player and not. And for some reason, the restrictor plate was taken off and maybe it was a mistake, but they let Rondell Moore run a Greg Dortch route and he caught it and he was off to the races. Like, if that's an element of this offense that we haven't seen yet and that's like the missing piece in keeping opposing secondaries and linebacking cores honest is Rondell Moore and they're going to use him properly, 
this offense could score 30 points a game. That's not out of the realm of possibility because you know why? That's what this offense was built to do. And they haven't yet. And it's a work in progress. And that's okay. And that's why I'm so excited about a two and three start because if they started four and one, or if they started, you know, three and two, say they won, say they beat Philly, it wouldn't have been as much of a learning experience as if they lost. And obviously you want to win every game. Like I'm not dumb, but going into week six with a couple winnable games, at least on paper, I mean, they play Seattle two times in the next four weeks. They play New Orleans who has an anemic offense, even though, you know, their defense is stout. Like even I know. And, and New Orleans put up a hundred points against Seattle last week. Like, this is the time, as I said when the season started, we're going to find out who this team is. The Band-Aid's going to be ripped off. It's not ripped off yet, but we're going to find out exactly who, who this team is. We're going to find out who Cliff Kingsbury is, who Kyler Murray is, who Vance Joseph is, who this defense is, who the offense is. Every single player on this team is under a microscope. And we're going to find out at the end of this season, if they make the playoffs, if they get embarrassed in the playoffs, they win a playoff game you know, convincingly, if they come up far short, we're going to find out so many things about so many players on the Arizona Cardinals roster. Like, it is time now. It, it hasn't been time because there's been too many flashing lights. Oh, Kyler Murray's a rookie coming out of 2018. Pass, you know, uh, 2020. Oh, they started 5-3 and three or 6-3. and three. Hail Murray, awesome. Didn't make the playoffs, but you know what? It's a step in the right direction. So if there's all this misdirection, and we're not really looking at what's happening. We're not really looking at what's going on. And then in 2021, 7-0, 10-2, made the playoffs. Yay! That's all the people remember. But now, this is a real season of football where there's no momentum, where there isn't a vacuum that the Cardinals play in for seven weeks in a row, where every single ball bounces their way. This is real football. And this is the first time we've seen real football plus expectations plus contracts on the line, plus the Cardinals not having home field advantage at all. And they don't even they don't even execute it when they do. We're seeing what a real football team goes through every year. Highs, lows, a lot of middle. Highs, lows, a lot of middle. The Cardinals have been high as, high as a kite for the first half of the last two seasons. And it throws the equilibrium off. It was like, well, oh, they, they have a winning record. They, they finished 11 and six. Did you watch? This is better. This is better. I take this a hundred times out of a hundred. If the Cardinals finish 11 and six both ways, I'd much rather it be like this than them start seven and zero and pretty much get a ticket to the playoffs and just mail it in the rest of the year. I know there are injuries. I we talked about that enough. A lot of injuries on Sunday. Jalen Thompson, it looked like he snapped his elbow in half or snapped his, his, uh, his uh, forearm in half, breaking up the third and goal play that that set up the Cardinals, setting up the chance to tie the game. Wind knocked out of him. James Conner, ribs. Daryl Washington, or Daryl Washington, yikes. Can I mute this? Uh, Daryl Williams um, limped off pretty much right after. And you know Benjamin's hobbled too. Like uh, They signed Corey Clement to the practice squad. I... Here's the thing, and this is very, very important. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray, and he can throw the ball 60 times if need be. Okay, so this isn't, even though I've been huge on establishing the run, run the ball, set up play action, it's like inside-out basketball, okay? Establish the low post guys, 
threes are wide open, okay? He can throw the ball 60 times, and they'll be fine. The offensive line is going to be put to the test, but Seattle's offense or defense has been porous. Let's say it that way. It's been porous. And the Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins coming back in week seven. So if James Conner's out for a couple weeks or Darrell Williams is out, there are worse situations for other teams if they were to lose their running backs. Kyler Murray can throw the ball a bunch. They'll set up a different game plan. He's going to be running the ball more. Like They have a very amoeba-like, malleable way of covering up if the running backs will not miss time. And hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't. But James Conner, when he went down, he grabbed the first rib right away. And ribs are tough. He was already wearing a rib guard, I think. You know, ribs are tough. So if he misses time, he misses time. But I feel like the Cardinals are in a situation where, especially if you can use Rondell more effectively, it doesn't have to be handoffs for them to be running plays. I mean, Rondell Moore, one, two step slant catch gone is the same thing as a running play. Look for him to be under the spotlight, getting a lot more look, a lot more looks, many more looks. If any of this top running backs are out for the Cardinals, Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Now make Peacock and Williamson your second listen. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, 30 minutes every day, national stories, some of the best in the business, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.